0: Entertainment expands your horizons, takes you on fantastic adventures, challenges your skills. Independent media never looked so good. Welcome to a new sphere of influence. Our words mean business, traditional families are honored, and the American flag still flies. Greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Found. Save Who down? Save Before they burn it down. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Step Fast and Lower Program. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was up in Ohio and we were talking about and standing up against this thing that will be coming up, a special ballot initiative called Issue One. And what Issue One is basically going to do in the state of Ohio, one of the critical battleground states, when you think about next year or any national election, it's going to codify in the state constitution by a simple majority. In August, they had the opportunity to say that two thirds majority had to approve an amendment to the Ohio Constitution that failed. So just by a simple majority, they're going to codify in the state constitution of Ohio the murdering of unborn babies up until the point of birth. I think that's one of the most extreme things that could ever be happening in the United States of America, but it is happening in several other states, California, New Jersey, you know, all of those blue states, it seems to me that they're all into infanticide. That's such an extreme position that puts them on the same level. I mean, murdering unborn babies all the way throughout any time in the term of a pregnancy. That's something that you hear about in China and North Korea. But now we're starting to see that in the United States of America. And now they're trying to, you know, Implement that, codify that, put that into the Constitution of the state of Ohio. And let me tell you something. The progressive socialist left, because of the Dobbs decision, which basically said Roe v. Wade, was no longer at the federal government level. It overruled that. It pushed it down to the states. And so now you see all of these incredible ballot initiatives that are showing up in even red states or these battleground states. The next one has a target on its back is Missouri. But what is interesting to me, and and I can't understand how anyone can support infanticide. I remember the Virginia governor, Ralph Northam, who once said, and he's a medical doctor, we will take it. That's how the left sees the most beautiful thing in life. God's everyday miracle, a baby. We will take it and set it off to the side and decide what we're going to do with it. You don't decide what you're going to do with a baby. The very first and the only right that we have in our Declaration of Independence that's endowed by the creator God, not by man, is life, born and unborn. I remember when Barack Obama, you know, the great savior from the left, you know, their little messiah, he said that I would not want to punish my daughters with a baby. You don't believe me? Go back and you can see it. I don't want them punished with a baby. And as a state senator in Illinois, O Barry Sotero, He pushed legislation that said that even if a child survives an abortive procedure, the child still deserves to die. What type of demonic mentality is that? But we elected him for president, reelected him again. So, I mean, here's a guy that occupied the Oval Office that believes in infanticide. Now. The left is very good with language and I've often, you know, given them credit for that, you know, Patient Protection Affordable Care Act, Inflation Reduction Act. We can go ad nauseum ad infinitum. But every time that you talk about this issue and and like I say, I don't say abortion, that's their language. You abort a mission in the military. This is murdering an unborn baby by dismemberment in the womb, which is supposed to be the safest place for a baby is in the womb. But they will always come back and say, oh, you don't support Women's reproductive health. And see, there's so many people out there that when they hear that, they go. "Uh, uh, uh." But see, this is what you should respond back to the left when they say, you don't support women's reproductive health. You should say, yes, I do. I do support women's reproductive health. I think that we need to do better with finding solutions for ovarian cancer. We need to do better at finding solutions for uterine cancer, cervical cancers, breast cancers. It's part of women's reproductive health. I think that we should do better when it comes to fibroid tumors and understanding them and and being able to be proactive in the treatment so maybe we can eradicate fibroid tumors. I think that, and let me tell you something. I've been a dad twice. I'm about to be a granddad for the second time here within the next couple of months. I have learned a lot. I've learned about chronic hypertension with superimposed preeclampsia. I had no clue about this until I became a dad and now being a granddad because in the West family, we celebrate life. And we do everything to understand what women's reproductive health is all about so we can take the right precautions that are necessary to make sure we protect the health of mom and child. So I have experiences with the fibroid tumors. I've had experiences in our family with the breast cancer. I've had experiences in my family with the preeclampsia, chronic hypertension, gestational hypertension. You're like, dadgum, Colonel, where are you learning all this stuff? I read. Because to me, that's what women's reproductive health is. But see, when we allow the left to dominate the language, we don't challenge them because we're like, oh, I don't want to answer that. Oh, you got me. You should come back and challenge them and say, what are you exactly talking about? Because what you're talking about, progressive, socialist, leftists, Marxists. And even some Republicans, you're not talking about women's reproductive health. You're talking about murdering unborn babies in the womb by dismemberment, even up to the time of birth. That's not reproductive health. That's a death sentence. Now, I know, here here's a while well, but Colonel, you gotta understand, you know, we've got all these cases of rape and incest. You, you know, Colonel been doing some reading again, cross checking, cross-verifying. The whole rape and incest thing is about two to three percent nationally. What what's been reported. So in other words, what is happening in the United States of America is ninety seven to ninety-eight percent is all about murdering unborn babies in the womb by dismemberment, and now even up to birth. That's what it's about. It's about this thing called choice. You're choosing to murder an unborn baby in the womb by dismemberment, now up to birth. That's, that's the choice that you're making. And I'm not saying that you, know, you don't have a choice. If this is about women's reproductive health, I just laid out what women's reproductive health is all about, eradicating these cancers, the fibroid tumors, finding solutions for chronic hypertension, gestational hypertension, preeclampsia. And, and I do support exemptions. There are some people that are out there to say, you know, I want to abolish all abortions. Uh, I'm not an absolutist. I, I, I tend to have sympathy for those 2 to 3%, but in that 2 to 3%, we still need to be talking about the blessings of life. We still need to be talking about how we can wrap our arms around these mothers, these women, and how we can talk more about adoptions and other means by which we preserve life. We should not be out there thinking that the very first thing we should do is talk about how we terminate life, how we destroy life. That's an inalienable right that is granted to us by the creator God. That is in the Declaration of Independence. But too often we, we go down and, and we just surrender this. And again, we're starting to put ourselves on pace with China and North Korea. I don't think that's, that's where we want to be. I don't I don't think that we want to have such an extreme position that says we're going to murder babies in the womb up to the time that they're born. Like I said, I've been a dad. I've been a granddad. I've watched that evolution of life in my wife and in my daughters. I can't relate to that. I I just I just cannot. Or you hear the left talk about reproductive justice. I mean, right now we got the United States military that are saying that, you know, if you're in a state like Texas, where they restrict the murdering of unborn babies in the womb, the the United States military, and this is why Senator Tomry Tuberville is holding up these advancements for 315 general officers, is the United States military saying, we're going to give you leave and not charge you for it. We're going to reimburse you with your expenses to travel outside of a state and go somewhere else and murder the future generation, a future soldier, a future sailor, a future airman, a future Marine, a future Coast Guardsman, a future Space Force guardian. See, I thought when I was in the military, we were supposed to promote and advance the the sense of military families. Instead of having policies saying that we're advancing reproductive justice. Well, it's not justice to the baby. Or we have nonprofits and corporations that are raising funds to say that we'll pay for you to get out of a certain state and go somewhere and have this procedure done. New Mexico is becoming a destination for murdering unborn babies in the womb by dismemberment all the way up until the time of birth. It's supposed to be the land of enchantment. It's the land of murder. And I I don't know, you know, Governor Grisham out there. She's so concerned about, you know, the deaths of three young kids to gun violence, which, you know, she's supporting the the rise of crime. So she's going to go and restrict the constitutional right of people to be able to protect and defend themselves. What about protecting and and defending the unborn? I, I guess that's not a concern for you, Governor Grisham that you like your state being a destination for death. California's the same way. I mean, who would have ever thought that a governor of a state would say, come here and kill your babies in the womb? That's what Gavin Newsom is doing. Phil Murphy in New Jersey. I don't get it. Reproductive justice is not justice for the baby in the womb, and the womb is supposed to be the safest place for the baby. That's, again, another one of these terms that they throw out there. And, you know, as Christians, and this was one of the reasons we were up there in Ohio, we were talking to black pastors uh, because this issue has been detrimental in the black community. And, And I just want to share some verses, you know, for those that ascribed to the judeo-christian faith heritage let me just share some verses with you because i think that the bible is very clear on this issue in deuteronomy 30 and 19 it says i'll call heaven and earth to witness against you today this is god that i have set before you life and death the blessing and the curse so choose life in order that you may live you and your descendants by loving the Lord, your God, by obeying his voice and by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and to give them. So if you want to talk about pro-choice as a Christian, I mean, here's the choice that you have. I called call heaven and earth to witness before you today. I've set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life. So I don't know what you pass. I mean, Raphael Warnock the senior pastor emeritus, whatever his title is, of Ebenezer Baptist Church located in the neighborhood that I grew up in, in in Atlanta, Georgia, the old fourth ward neighborhood. He calls himself a pro-choice pastor. Well, I I mean, Senator Warnock, I mean, here's the choice, but you're not choosing life. So what kind of pastor are you, Senator Warnock? I don't know, man, but tell you what, I don't want to be you on judgment day. You know, you, you might, you might have some issues, brother. Let, let, let's turn over to uh, Psalms, okay? What does it say in Psalms 127, 3-5? through five? Psalms 127, 3-5. through five. Behold, the children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. So are, like arrows in the hand of a war, so are children of one's youth. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. It doesn't say anything about murdering them up until the time they're born. The fruit of the womb is a reward. And again, I'm just talking, you know, if, if you subscribe, uh, ascribe to the Judeo-Christian faith heritage. Uh, let's turn over here to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1, and what does it say in verse 5? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. That's what it says in in the Bible. I mean, I don't understand pastors and and other people that are supporting one of the gods of the Baals, Moloch the God of child sacrifice. Now that's just from a faith perspective. And I know everybody doesn't understand a faith perspective. But from your simple morality, let's just talk about 20 million black babies murdered in the womb since 1973 to 2023. There was a point in time, I believe, in the state of New York, there were more black babies murdered in the womb than were actually being born. And as we reiterated when we were up there in Ohio, Isn't it interesting that the black community, as long as I have known, has been stuck on 12 or 13 percent? Not growing. Not going anywhere. Murdering our kids in the womb. Murdering our kids on the street because of gang violence. Nobody's talking about rectifying that. So what are we to do? So from a moral issue, does that upset you? or? From a moral issue, I got to tell you, if you believe in this extreme position, which they're about to vote on in the state of Ohio in November, which, if it passes issue one by a simple majority, goes into the state constitution in Ohio, it's going to happen all across the United States of America. And, and look, I mean, that's part of our representative democracy. That's part of our constitutional republic is that we do things by amending the constitution. And if the other side is so vehement and so enthused and has such resolve that they're going to push this issue and everyone else is going to sit at home, especially the body of Christ, the churches, the pastors, you're not talking about it, you're not standing up about it. Like Pharaoh Ramsey said in the Ten Commandments, so let it be written, so let it be done. But do you really, folks in Ohio or anywhere across the United States of America, do you really? Want to align yourself with the exact same position of the satanic temple of America? I mean, even if I was not a Christian, I would not want to be in alignment with the satanic temple of America. Just saying. Or how about this? Just from a moral perspective. Let me share with you some quotes. That come from the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger said in an interview with John Parsons in 1947, but from my view, I believe that there should be no more babies. Chapter 5 from her book, Woman and the New Race The Wickedness of Creating Large Families, uh, dated 1920. The most merciful thing that the large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. Let me repeat that. The most merciful thing that the large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. My own position is that the Catholic doctrine is illogical, not in accordance with science and definitely against social welfare and race improvement. All of our problems are the result of overbreeding among the working class. I thought the Democrats liked the working class. Seemed to me that Margaret Sanger doesn't like the working class. Knowledge of birth control is essential, essentially moral. It's general though prudent practice must lead to a higher individuality and ultimately to a cleaner race. Okay, so here's the chick that spoke to the women's Ku Klux Klan meeting and was proud of it and happy that she got other invitations. And now she's talking about all of our problems are the result of overbreeding among the working class. Knowledge of birth control is essentially moral. It's general though prudent practice must lead to a higher individuality, and ultimately to a cleaner race. I guess I ain't clean. Remember when Joe Biden said that Barack Obama was clean and articulate? Birth control itself, often denounced as a violation of natural law is nothing more or less than the facilitation of the process of weeding out the unfit of preventing the birth of defectives or of those who will become defectives. And here's the killer. If we are to make racial progress, this development of womanhood must precede motherhood in every individual woman. Woman in the new race, 1920. If we are to make racial progress, This development of womanhood must precede motherhood in every individual woman. Those are quotes from the founder of Planned Parenthood. To me, I would think that from a moral perspective, no one would want to align themselves with this organization, who now their new line of business is child gender mutilation surgeries. The last thing I want to read to you from Margaret Sanger and, you know, her vision, her understanding of reproductive health, which is what the left believes in today. December the 10th, 1939, a letter to Dr. C.J. Gamble, 255 Adams Street, Milton, Massachusetts. Here's the excerpt that I want to read to you. There is only one thing that I would like to be in touch with, and that is the Negro Project of the South, which if the execution of the details remain in Mrs. Rose's hands, my suggestions will not be confusing because she knows the way my mind works. Ms. Rose sent me a copy of your letter of December the 5th and I note that you doubt it worthwhile to employ a full-time Negro physician. It seems to me from my experience where I have been in North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, and Texas, That while the colored Negroes have great respect for white doctors, they can get closer to their own members and more or less lay their cards on the table, which means their ignorance, superstitions and doubts. Speaking of Negroes, ignorance, superstitions and doubts. They do not do this with white people. If we can train the Negro doctor at the clinic, he can go among them with enthusiasm and with knowledge, which I believe will have far reaching results among the colored people. His work, in my opinion, should be entirely with the Negro profession and the nurses, hospitals, social workers, as well as the county's white doctors. His success will depend upon his personality and his training by us. The minister's work is also important. And he should also be trained and he and also he should be trained, perhaps by the Federation, as to our ideals and the goal that we hope to reach. We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members, you know, like Colonel Allen West, this is it. So in Ohio, what you're voting on in November, and what the left is proliferating and promulgating all across the United States of America right now, it's not women's reproductive health, it's not reproductive justice, it's the ideals, goals, objectives, and designs of a very dangerous, delusional, deranged woman, Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood. And if you look at the statistics, anywhere from 72 to 75% of Planned Parenthood clinics are located in minority communities. Black communities. What is reproductive health? To us that believe in life, that inalienable right for the born and unborn, it means protecting the womb, protecting our children, protecting mothers. It means eradicating these cancers that prevent reproductive health, ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, cervical cancer, breast cancer, eradicating fibroid tumors, finding a a solution for chronic hypertension with superimposed preeclampsia, gestational hypertension. That's reproductive health. What the other side is talking about is a cleaner race murdering unborn babies in the womb all the way up until the time of birth and even afterwards God has told us through the scriptures his perspective on life but as Joshua said choose for yourselves today whom you shall worship being the gods of the Amorites or the gods from across the river but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord who are you going to serve? Are you going to align yourself with Margaret Sanger in the Satanic Temple of America? What is women's reproductive health? It means life. Steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down Entertainment expands your horizons, takes you on fantastic adventures, challenges your skills. Independent media never looked so good. Welcome to a new sphere of influence. Our words mean business, traditional families are honored, and the American flag still flies.